Welcome to the Holistic Health Bites podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Nicholson, crime scene investigator turned metabolic health investigator. This podcast provides bite-sized episodes to help you have a pristine health scene so you can live a vibrant, adventure-filled life. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Holistic Health Bites podcast. Today, I want to discuss some headlines and articles that you may come across on the news or social media that have a nutrition or health claim. Specifically today, I want to use an example of a recent article that you may have seen on social media or the media that clearly highlights why these articles are often unreliable and can be totally misleading. Now, this particular article was titled, Keto-like diet may be linked to a higher risk of heart disease and cardiac events. And this was published by the American College of Cardiology. Now, there are several issues with this study that make its conclusions totally unreliable and sensational. This was not a journal publication, but it was an article that they published on their website based on a presentation at their conference. Therefore, this was not peer-reviewed. This is not a full scientific study. This did also get picked up by CNN and some of the other mainstream media outlets as well, which is where you may have come across it. So let's break down the issues with this small study, which I question even calling it a study because it really wasn't much of a study. First of all, this study relied on self-reported dietary questionnaires. Dietary questionnaires are notoriously unreliable. People often struggle to remember what they've eaten very accurately, and they might even change their responses to make them look healthier than they actually were. That alone makes this data really weak and shows that it can't really be relied upon to make any definitive conclusions. Secondly, this study only looked at the participants' diets for a single day. No one can reliably extrapolate from one day to any long-term disease progression. One day's diet is not representative of a participant's overall eating habits. This does not account for any variations in their diet or their lifestyle over time. Thirdly, this study's definition of a keto-like diet is highly questionable. It considers keto-like to be anything less than 25% carbohydrates and more than 45% dietary fat. However, a true ketogenic diet is typically 5-10% to carbohydrates, not 25, and up to 70-80% to fat, not anything over 45%. Therefore, the study's definition is not even consistent with the widely accepted definition of a ketogenic diet. So they're essentially claiming a ketogenic diet increases your risks when they aren't even evaluating a true keto diet. Fourthly, the study does not account for other factors that may affect the participants' health, such as the food choices they were making, the quality of the foods, portion sizes, exercise, sleep, stress, medications, or any other factor. We can't simply look at their memory of one day's eating 
and extrapolate the impacts on long-term cholesterol levels or cardiovascular disease risks. Finally, this study claims that LDL cholesterol increased in some participants, thereby increasing their risk of cardiovascular events. However, the direct correlation between LDL and heart disease has never been proven. In fact, many heart attack sufferers actually have low LDL cholesterol, not high. This is because there are different kinds of LDL, different sizes, different densities, and it's the type of LDL that matters, not just the quantity. This study did not investigate these crucial factors, making its conclusions regarding LDL highly questionable. Now, ultimately, all of this shows that this study's conclusions are highly unreliable due to the questionable data collection methods, limited scope of the study, and lack of consideration for other factors that may affect the participants' health. They even ended their own article by pointing out the limitations in their data set that could lead to inaccurate conclusions. So we really do have to be cautious when we're reading these kinds of articles and not simply take their conclusions at face value. And certainly don't just take the headline at face value. Always look beyond the headlines and consider the context and methods that they use in any study before you draw any conclusions. Now, this is just one recent example of why headlines and media publications can be so misleading. Conducting proper nutrition research can be incredibly challenging for several reasons. Nutrition is a complex field, and it's difficult to study in a controlled setting. It is challenging to design studies that accurately reflect real-world eating habits and all of the other lifestyle factors that may impact health outcomes, while also having limited variables. If there are multiple variables present, you can't reliably conclude what the driver of any results were, whether positive or negative. Additionally, it's extremely expensive to run long-term nutritional studies to assess long-term effects of various diets and lifestyle changes. Quality research also requires a large sample size, which adds to the cost. Health outcomes are always tied to more than one factor. Nutrition sleep, stress, toxins, genetics, environment, lifestyle, history, and so much more play into what works or doesn't work for an individual client. Formal research cannot take all of these factors into account. So our best data actually comes from the field, from analyzing patients and clients who are undergoing various nutrition and lifestyle interventions in their lives and from being willing to try out various methods until we find the perfect plan for you. It's essential to evaluate studies for reliability, as not all research is created equal. We have to consider factors like how large the sample size is, was there a control group, and was this a randomized controlled trial or simply an observational study? We should also look at the methodology and the data collection methods, as well as who's paying for the research. Oftentimes, biases are extremely evident when big food, 
pharma or specific industries or lobby groups are behind the research. This often leads to favorable outcomes that correlate with whatever the financier wants. Now, if all of this information is just leaving you even more confused and unsure of how to assess research and reliability of particular claims, I suggest you let a qualified practitioner do the heavy lifting for you. As a metabolic health investigator, this is part of my role when I'm working with you, to stay up on the research, to communicate with other practitioners in the field, and to be able to explain complex scientific information in simple terms. This valuable information can then be combined with other aspects about you to create a personalized approach to solving your health challenges. Generic mainstream information about nutrition is often one-size-fits-all and does not take into account the individual needs of each client. Every person is unique, has different genetics, lifestyle, and dietary preferences that can impact their health. So it's crucial to work with a practitioner who can customize a plan that takes these factors into account. So nutrition research can be very challenging to conduct, and it's essential to evaluate studies for reliability. Working with a a qualified practitioner can help you make sense of scientific studies and create an individualized plan that considers your unique needs. Don't rely on generic mainstream information that doesn't take into account your individual needs and may be based on inaccurate or biased information. Hope this information was helpful. If I can be of any assistance, please schedule a free call with me so we can talk about your unique situation. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Until the next episode, be well and vibrant. Thanks for being a faithful listener to the podcast. I'd love it if you left me a five-star review on this podcast so that others can more easily find this valuable information. Did you know I also work one-on-one with clients? I approach solving health challenges like I approached solving crimes by conducting a thorough investigation into your case. Sadly, hundreds of millions of people in the U.S. have insulin resistance, pre-diabetes, and diabetes, and the vast majority have no idea. I'm here to fix that. If you struggle with low energy, stubborn weight, hypertension, sleep disturbances, or any other undesired symptoms, let's talk. All you have to do is schedule a free call. The link will be in the show notes. And no, you do not need to live near me.